Brisbane wakes up with Steph, Abby, and Matt on B105. We always get asked who's your favourite celebrity. And I think we've all got those off the top of our head that are really nice when mm-hmm. they don't have to be. Mm. Um, and often you can meet them in the studio or over the phone, and you always got that lasting impression. There's some, I have to be honest, that just leave a bad taste in your mouth. Mm. Yes. That you really look forward to interviewing, and then, you know, you're like, oh, that's such a letdown. Mm-hmm. And there is a, a girl who's done a TikTok about the, the best and worst celebrities that she served as a coffee, uh, as a brista. Mm. And I just feel sorry for some of the celebrities because I can imagine some of them would go in. And she said that Guy Sebastian wasn't nice, but he probably just wanted to go in and get his coffee. And that's what I always think with these. She said he wouldn't look her in the eye and was in a bad mood. But you don't know, was he in the middle of an argument with his wife when he was, she said he was on his phone. Like, they might have been text fighting. Mm. And that's that's human nature. But I think some of them go in and, don't, and want to pretend that they're not famous. No. So they don't want to be like, hey, how you going? Because yeah. that would be a bit showy. He, she did say that Scotty Cam was lovely. Yeah. Apparently he was punching heaps of darts in their smoking area. Which was strange if you're just picking up a coffee. <laughs> no, a coffee and cigarettes, hand in I hand. know, but yes. she said he was there for a long time. Mm. I didn't so. know he smoked. Either did I. That surprised me. Made mm. me like him a bit more, strangely. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Really? No, that's yeah. naughty. But uh, I used to work um, at some places in Sydney where I was working as a barista mm-hmm. at the Cruising Yacht Club um, of Australia, which is where they do uh, Sydney to Hobart race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of, and it was like on the water. So a lot of famous people would come in there. And then I used to work at a um, a five star hotel at a concierge. Mm. So you used to get a lot of people coming in there. And because I was the lowest of the low, you could really see how they would treat people mm-hmm. right. because there would be, you know, like other other people that were a bit higher up than me, and they were really nice to them. Right. So, did you have to pretend like you didn't know they were famous in the hotel? Like, was there, was there some sort of rule where it was like, just treat them as if they're a nobody? Because there and... were so many famous people there, you you wouldn't be able to highlight them. Yeah. yeah. But I there's a few that I, I remember, and I have to say, Jennifer Hawkins came in, and she came to pick up free tickets that were left at the concierge. <laughs> so it was for what? Good Vibrations. It was a music oh, festival. I remember Good Vibrations, yes. And she had obviously been invited and she had to come in and get these tickets mm. and she just won Miss Universe. Yeah. She came in and she was there with her then boyfriend, who was the same guy that she's married to now, and she came in. She was so lovely and so apologetic of like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Mm. I don't know if the tickets are here. Like, if, is that all right? I mean, I know I could afford them, but I'm still <laughs> here to get the freebies. Free tickets. Um, <laughs> she was absolutely lovely. I had to serve um, Jamie Jury and we had to um, ask him to leave with his group, group of friends. Oh, too rowdy? Too rowdy, because they were there and uh, we were like, oh, I'm so sorry, guys. Uh, the restaurant's shutting. Do you mind if we get payment? And they're like, yeah, yeah, of course. Do you mind if we get another round of drinks? <laughs> we're like, Yep, okay. <laughs> so I got another round of drinks and we had to follow them around into the cruising yacht club down by the water to get payment for it because they were just Did having a good time. Did they pay you in strips? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> this is when he was doing the gardening show. Oh, yeah, well, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, herbs, even better. <laughs> yeah, the gardening show. Um, there, when I was working, there used to be a lot of uh, different DJs. You remember Bob Sinclair? Oh, yeah. French guy. Sinclair. Excuse me. Bob. Bob. You can't sleep in the lobby. <laughs> You're going to have to go to your room. <laughs> yeah, I'll take you there. So he uh, was doing a DJ set and fell asleep in the lobby uh, of mid, the hotel. Mid-DJing? No, 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 no. After, like, he'd come he'd up from upstairs. Hard. Yeah, mm. and then he'd fallen asleep on the couch. So everyone was coming in, so I had to take him up to his room to have a little bit of a sleep. He was mumped. No, he was having he a, little was... Bit of a little bit of a snooze, his manager told me. He was very tired mm, after yeah, a long right. flight. Sure. I had the opportunity to meet James Brown. I remember this one. Get on up. Get up, get on up. Oh, kiss myself. Ow.
Someone came to me and said, uh, can you get these stitched up? And I said, what are they? And they're like leather pants, but they're really important. Here is a security guard. They're going to go with you so that you can find a place that will stitch them up in the city because these leather pants had broken. And he does the splits. It does the splits. I didn't know whose they were. So I was like standing there getting them all done. And they said, can you take them up to your room? And I would have thought... Mm that an assistant would answer the door. It was the James It Brown, was them, and I was like, working man I have your pants, they were mended. He answered the door? Yeah, and I was like... <laughs> what did he say? I think he just said, thanks, love. Thanks, love. How? Thanks, love. Thanks, love. My pants. How many, how many, how many, how many? I'd laugh if that wasn't his voice. He was like, cheers, love. <laughs> uh, Owen Wilson was an absolute delight. He's oh, one of those wow. people, you know, we always say that Andy um, Andy Lee's so mm-hmm. charming. Mm-hmm. He was kind of like that, where he was just so nice to everyone around him and he was buying drinks. And there's a lot of people like, don't buy me drinks, I'm working tonight, but I get to finish soon. And he's like, nah, not interested. Is his nose what you think it's going to be in real life? You know, mm-hmm. his nose real... It looks exactly the same. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is, it, is it confronting? No, not really. It sort of matches his whole persona. Yeah, I think right. you're expecting it. Yeah, 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 but you, you always know it's like, you know, mm. it seems enhanced when it's on screen. <laughs> you know how you're talking about smoking? One person that I didn't realise was a big smoker is when I was working there, one person who's really into sailing is uh, Royal, mm. and they came in and they booked a table and they said, look, we just want to know how your booking's going tonight. And I was like, cool, and they're like, can we have a look at the full list? And I was like, I don't know if I can show you who's booked. And they said, no, we can't. And they had badges, right? And I was mm. like, okay, cool. They're with the police. And they said, we need to book a table, and we also needed two tables surrounding it. I was like, okay. And we had no idea who was coming. Mm. And then we came in, it was Prince Frederick. So he had to have security booked, and he was really casual. His security was really dressed up. Mm. And they just went there for a meal, and he was so nice and friendly. um, Denmark. Denmark. Yeah. Who the heck is going to assassinate the Prince of Denmark? Like, oh. I don't know, but then he... somebody wants a Netflix special about them. <laughs> but then after their meal, they lit up some smokes. I was like, oh my mm. god, this is no smoking. Oh, because so... they're allowed to in Denmark at the time, weren't Are they? they? I don't know. Yeah. And someone goes, you got to go out and tell him not to smoke. And I was like, oh my god, really? So I went out there and I was like, so sorry, guys, you're not allowed to smoke here, but you're allowed to smoke at the deck. And I walked back in, and the manager just had this like look at me, and I went, what? And he goes. I was joking. Oh. I said, are you serious? I've just kicked him out. And it was so casual. Then the next day is when Princess Mary came, and that was packed, and that was full fanfare. But for him, it was really She smoked? Casual. She smoked, yeah. No, yeah. she didn't. Oh. Hey, Mary, can I bum a dart? We're <laughs> <laughs> not going to last then. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Now, thirteen ten sixty. if anyone in Oxley has seen this as well, because I know I'm not the only one, but there's some sort of... VIP living in our suburb mm. who requires a security detail. And I've talked to you about this before and I've shown you a picture. I can't put this on Instagram because I'm not sure I'm allowed to show the identity of the person who is being secured. Oh, okay. Oh, so you so think, the, you think other that person the other person is also is the... Is the secure person. It is. So the photo I've sent you... It I, is, it is. It <laughs> is. I'm telling you it is. I was in, a, in our local coffee shop, Black Milk, there, mm. and I saw a guy in a suit acting real strange, pacing back and forth at the front door, and I looked at him, and he had one of those, like, wiggly earpieces in that mm. you see, um, you know, on Law and & Order and stuff when they're doing a sting, or if you see, like, the president on television, mm. you see him with his earpiece in so he can talk to people. And I was like, what's he doing? It's like, he's, he's watching someone. 
And then there was this guy, a bald guy, who stepped out with a coffee mm. and he said, are you ready to go? And he said, yes. They crossed the road, got in a car together and drove off. And I was like, that guy out the front mm. was walking mm. back and forward because he was watching the door while the other guy was inside ordering coffee. He's his security detail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he walked and followed him. He was in a suit, the security guy. He followed him like a security guard would. He was always sort of just to the side and behind, mm. looked around everywhere, like checked that the coast was clear everywhere they went. What sort of car? It was a white Holden. License plate? <laughs> Didn't get it. But did I have, you know, so, there's government license No, it was a generic one. It right. wasn't he, a government he's one. He's not just an MP? Because the most person that we've ever had that Stav and I have interviewed that had the most security mm. was Campbell Kevin Newman. Newman. Oh, uh, they practice that. They, because, he came in and did a sweep before. Yeah, yeah, and it was to do with the bikies. When he took the on the bikies. So what I'm saying is, it is an MP that has become unfavourable because that's what it is. As soon as there's any threats against them, then yeah, they get their detail. own security. Right. Well, I, I don't know, and I just left it at that. I was like, mm. okay, they must. Maybe they were just passing through, mm. or they'd heard about how great the coffee was, and they wanted to they, just get they a coffee. Both weren't definitely detectives. No, because he didn't have an earpiece in, mm. and I could tell. I had a sense of vulnerability from. The guy, right. I could tell, like he was vulnerable, and hey, the, the security guard was excuse real me, as alpha. Your, as, as a witness, we don't need your feelings or your interpretation. <laughs> yeah, we just, just need the facts. Just if the facts, that's okay. Sir. Oh, yeah. Your vibe is just not going. Can we discuss the vibe from the record? <laughs> he seemed vulnerable. Okay, so okay. I was like, objection. He's, he's unqualified <laughs> no, to make that <laughs> assumption. We just need the facts, sir. Mm. I let it go. Okay. Until the other week, when I pulled into the car park across the road from Black Milk once again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I know I was doing the wrong thing because it was the car park to the shops across the road. We all do it. You know what you do, Oxley. We all park over there and we dart across the road to the other shops. But anyway, in that car park, there was another security guard mm-hmm. with an earpiece in, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in plain clothes. Mm-hmm. He was wearing jeans, mm-hmm. RM Williams, yes. and he had a button-up shirt on uh-huh. and a bum bag. Oh, He was eating... Mm-hmm. A ham and cheese croissant and drinking a coffee. Where, where was, Very was he specific. standing? He was standing. He almost had like a if you're spread leg stance. Can you if we if you're in, can you not wear a bum bag? Yeah, that's what, that's, that's, just, what, that's, that's asking, what made me look at it. Yeah, that's asking for yeah. attention. So what's the fanny pack for? His gun. Um, and he was like had one leg up on on a um like a planter box, and he was like stretched out. Mm. And I was like, okay, he must be waiting for that guy to protect him again. Then a car pulls up. And it was a guy who looked fairly similar to him, dressed exactly the same as him. Fanny pack, jeans, boots, shirt, the whole lot. He gets out of the car. The guy who was already there eating handed him a croissant, a coffee, got into that car, drove off. So they changed over. They were dressing the same. They looked the same. They were swapping over for the next shift. Are they filming a movie? (laughs) Yeah. Could it be because you, you, you're in the other police academy, aren't you? That's what I was thinking. Could they the be training? training? Well, but, so what, you think that guy is an actor? He was just acting vulnerable? Well, I just like, meant like you are near the police thing. I was trying Ma- to work. Yeah. Like, they don't just mm. do it for, you know, on the front line. Mm. There's got to be like different detectives and mm. stuff. No, I just, I saw what I saw. Okay, you got to ask them next well, time. Well, no one else has called up, so maybe no mm. one else has the, uh, oh, the eyes. Like <laughs> they're all in on it. Um, yeah, do you think they'd be able to ask them next oh, time? Oh, ask them. Say, hey, guys, just wondering, the bum bag sort of threw me. Um, what are you protecting? Yeah. Well, I just want to say then, if I don't show up for work one day. You've been disappeared. You, you know, know I, too you much. You know I asked. You know, you know too much. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105.
It is game on in Brisbane. Another NRL team for the state. Redcliffe Dolphins have won the race for the NRL's 17th licence. Yeah, officially announced the 17th team here in Brisbane, which is exciting for mm. the game of rugby league. Healthy competition. Mm-hmm. Well, we you love know, like the... the Broncos haven't had the best couple of years, and no. I know that next year is going to be their year, but I just think that there is more, uh, there's, there's more competition to bring such good players up from down south as well. Well, there is talk of some of our Queenslanders coming home. You know, Cameron oh, yeah. Munster, mm-hmm. Harry Grant, who play mm-hmm. for the Melbourne Storm. You know, they're, they're all from here. Their family's here. Now there's two options for them to come back. Um, but it's hard for fans, you know, since 88, the Broncos have been in Brisbane. Was that their first game? My whole family has been Broncos from my grandfather, my dad, my mother. And I'm pretty sure if I defected, my dad would come alive for just one hour <coughs> to flog me. Like, that's it. It wouldn't even say I love you. for that. Well, that's, <laughs> I don't think it would be. No, I've just got <laughs> images of him stomping down the hallway again with his strap. You know, they're hard over and slap it. Where did they used to play the games? If you were at the first I was one. at the first game. It was at um, Suncorp. Was was it? it was against the Penrith Panthers. And then I went to the last game at Suncorp. And it was against the Penrith Panthers. Lang Park. Lang Park. Lang, Lang Park. We went to the hill. And then uh, my mum and her partner and me and my sister jumped the fence to the seats. And we got kicked out. Lovely. Great day. Good time. Well, look at that family memory. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Um, Now, it's going to be hard because a lot of people are thinking, do I stick with the Broncos or do I defect over to the Dolphins? Now, yesterday, Darren Lockyer, Mm. Darren Lockyer, um, gave a call around to some people. Yeah, he did. He did. (laughs) Doing his Tommy Radonikus impersonation? (laughs) One person did say to me, mate, you sound more like Tommy Radonikus. I was like, I know, I know, but you're the sixth person I've called. Because Darren Lockyer's done his uh, voice training, hasn't he? Yes, he has. Yeah. So, first up, I gave a call to Dave. Dave was onto it straight away when I was impersonating Darren Lockyer. And, you know, when you're doing a prank call, you really, you got to be on your toes. No, mate, no. Not at all. Oh, that's, what, that's what I like to hear. I tell you what, if I'm ever at the game and I see you there, I'll shout you a beer. No, you'd be shouting me more than a beer, mate. You'd better be shouting me half a dozen beers, Emmy, mate. They think I made a lot of money through uh, through rugby league, but it doesn't pay as well as they think it does. So where are you from originally, Darren? Uh, mate, all right, I'm a Queenslander. I'm from up north. No, up north, eh? Yeah. Whereabouts? Oh, you know, north of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wasn't wrong. He's from Roma, but I, I just got stumped. Uh, Monique was fun, though. Monique, she said she wasn't going to defect. Hello? Monique, it is Darren Locke here from the Brisbane Broncos. Hi. What can I do for you? Um, you're just one of our randomly selected fans here in Brisbane. Uh, we're just trying to drum up support to make sure we don't lose any of our diehard fans to the Dolphins now that they've been announced. What okay, then? You know, especially with women, we want to we want to make sure we keep our club nice and strong. Is there anything from your perspective we could be doing to make sure that we don't lose you as a fan? No, not really. Nothing at no, all. No, I don't think so. You guys are pretty awesome. Like, like I've just had a kid, so we don't really get to go do as much anymore. Congratulations. Well, I mean, there is the opportunity to have a crash at Suncorp Stadium, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, cu- cu- no, my friend works at the Suncorp Stadium. Cu- couple of the injured boys. Pat Carrigan hasn't played all year. He did himself in. We could leave him with a few kids. Get him to watch those while the boys play. Um, to be honest, I haven't watched anyone play this year. My, my partner's been more into it. <laughs> well, can look, can I just get, um, just for our marketing purposes, could I just get a little um, grab from you of you saying, 
I'm Monique, pledge my allegiance to the mighty Brisbane Broncos. I'm Monique, pledge my allegiance to the mighty Broncos. And I know the Dolphins will suck. And I know the Dolphins will suck. Wow, so good. All right, well, I tell you what, I'll talk to the board and we'll see. Maybe a daycare at the Suncorp Stadium so you and the partner can get on the cans at a game one time and and, uh, the kids will be looked after. (laughs) All right, sounds good. Thank you. I think from that phone call, she got onto the Dolphins website straight away. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Hi. Where do we go? Hot potato hop. Hey, you didn't hear this wiggle in there because he's one of the originales. Greg, the original Yellow Wiggle, good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? We're good. You're on for something a little bit different uh, this morning. You're on for Heart of the Nation. It's going to be the world's largest CPR class that airs. Yeah, we certainly hope so. Yeah, yeah, on Channel 9 so people can learn. And I I know why you wanted to be involved, um, but it is something that's quite dear to you. It is indeed, yes. Last year, performing with the original Wiggles, I suffered a sudden cardiac arrest. And if it wasn't for people who knew CPR, I probably wouldn't be here today. So it's something that's literally very close to my heart. Who Amazing. did it? Was it one of one of the other Wiggles, or was it a, a fan jumped up from down in the there, crowd? Yeah, there were actually four people that performed CPR. Two were fans, and they were both actually medically trained. And mm. one was a GP and one was a nurse. And the two other people that did CPR, one was the drummer from the band that night and another one was also a Wiggles employee. So mm. Kim, Steve, Grace and Therese, I owe my life to those people. Well, if anyone can perform CPR, it's going to be a drummer, Greg. He's going to keep the beat, isn't he? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Do you remember anything from that time? Like, What was the last moment you had? Because you guys were doing a, uh, a charity gig, I think, raising money for people that had been affected by the bushfires. That's right, yeah. Look, I don't remember much about the whole day. I do remember the last sort of few breaths that I drew before I blacked out. Um, But, uh, you know, look, it wasn't that um, stressful because I thought that I was just on the floor, exhausted after doing a big show, and I had no idea what was actually happening to me. Mm. It's a great concept, and it's great for people to to learn. Is there something in there about, because a a lot of people know how to do it, but they say that a lot of people are hesitant to get involved these days because of ramifications afterwards. Like, if you do something wrong or if you don't do it properly, uh, you can be be legally liable. Look, I don't know about that, to be honest, because my understanding is that in Australia, the Good Samaritan law, um, it works to prevent that from happening to people. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, I have heard that in Queensland it could be different, so I'm not too sure. I'd ask everybody there to look into that to make sure, but my understanding is that if you step in as a good Samaritan and you do something, it's better than doing nothing, because if you don't do anything, that person will die. Mm. If the person's not breathing, there's no other outcome than death. So that's why doing something is better than doing nothing. You can't make the patient worse. Uh, yeah, we're talking to Greg Page, the original Yellow Wiggle, Heart of the Nation, the world's largest CPR class. It airs Saturday, 3 p.m., Channel 9 and 9 now. I always wonder, Greg, because you guys were the founding members and, you know, when you decided to um, wiggle your way out and let new wiggles wiggle except in. Except for Anthony. Uh, except yeah, Anthony, <laughs> still still hanging on. He doesn't want to go home to his family and whatever. No, his uh, family's with him now. Yeah, yeah. true. <laughs> when when their, um, Emma and Lockie got together as a couple... Because you guys are kind of like management. We have it here at work where you've got to disclose eventually. <laughs> Did they have to sit you down and go, hey, um, hey, Daddy Wiggle, just so you know, we're seeing each other? 
How, how did they tell you about that? Well, actually, I'd left the group by that stage, so I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure about that, how it all went down. <laughs> all right. So you now you don't really have any day-to-day running at all with the guys. You, they just sort of do their thing. That's right, yeah. I left oh. the group back in 2006, so I've been out for some time. They asked me to go back in 2012 when Sam was leaving. Mm. Um, and so I was there in 2012, and then when the other guys decided to leave at the end of that time as well, Murray, Jeff and I left and Anthony stayed, but it was after that, I think, that um, Emma and Lockie sort of um, got together and and made that big announcement. See, I I mean, they were a great couple. I thought maybe you were just sort of behind the scenes still. I thought you were there working in the the Wiggly office. (laughs) The Wiggly office. (laughs) Yeah, that's what it's called, the Wiggly office. (laughs) (laughs) Everything, it's the Wiggly is something always, isn't it? That's how it works. Well, it's kind of like the bat cave, but yeah, it's the wig- wiggly off. <laughs> yeah, 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 I love it, I love it. Um, and so, any more reunion shows we know the f- from you guys coming together again? Look, I, I don't know. I mean, given what happened to the last one. It would be a big step, you know. But look, I, I think it's a great time to get on stage and perform yeah. for the kids that grew up with us. You know, they all come along with this these fond memories of their childhood and if the Wiggles can connect them to that, I think it's a really positive thing. So I certainly wouldn't be um, opposed to doing any more shows in the future. Yeah, great. Were people making out at that show? Because now they're of age where people go to concerts to hook up. Were you playing like hot potato when you look out into the crowd and there's a couple of people... (laughs) Getting wiggly with it? (laughs) Yeah, wiggling it up. I I don't know. Uh, I don't remember much about the show. Maybe that's why what happened to me happened. I saw something (laughs) I shouldn't have. (laughs) That's what got your heart going. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Hey, mate, lovely to talk to you this morning. Thanks for calling through. Yeah, thank you very much. Don't forget, tune in Saturday, 3 p.m. Channel 9. Absolutely. Greg Page, the original Yellow Wiggle on the air, B105. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Do you guys butt dial regularly? No, I'm not a butt dial. I get butt dialed because Acton is at the top of people's oh. um, phone books. So I get a lot of them. And but... no, I'm, I'm very clever as well. Like when, if I'm talking about anyone, I always hold my phone and look at it to make sure that it hasn't dialed them. Do you you have butt dialed me occasionally. Really? Remember, yeah, a couple of times. You remember me and I'll, I'll call you back. You're like, butt dial, sorry. Oh, no, that's my kids. Oh, they, yeah, they yeah. So, you know, when kids are playing with the, the yeah. phone and they sort of do it. But. Mm. Or I always wonder if that is, you know, you ring someone and then they don't answer. So you're like, oh, thank God they didn't, they didn't answer. And then when they ring you back, you can say it's a butt doll because then you still get out of having to take, <laughs> take a phone call. I, I do get it a lot. Though, yeah, because with, Abby again. Yeah. 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 So I've got a lot of voicemails and it's, it's so interesting because you like to listen to the whole thing to see whether they've said anything mm-hmm. wrong. What happened to you? Uh, my, I butt dialed my sister. Sharon. Sharon. The funny one in the family. That, that's right, I'm the looks. Uh, I butt dialed her the other day, and um, she call, I, and then I missed her call returning my butt dial, and she left a message saying, um, you called me, so I'm calling you back. Did someone die, as we always do as the Davidsons? And I said, no, it was a butt dial. And then about, oh, about an hour later, she sent me a text saying... Um, she sent me a text saying, I took me t- spent way too much time looking for a big butt gift to send you, then got distracted. Really need to work on my big gift game. And it took me five seconds, and I sent her a um, gift of a woman shaking her large bootay. What and word did you put in to get that gift? Big butts. Okay. You know, oh, okay. You, you just search for what you want, yeah. and it comes up. And she's shaking her badonkadonk, and it's quite a chunky badonkadonk. She's got a lot of junk mm-hmm. in her trunk, and she's shaking it. She knows how to use it. And uh, my sister's a school teacher. So she sent back, pretty glad that didn't come up while I was at school. Laughy smack face. So all good there. Everything's fine. Yesterday, 12 p.m. Okay. So at school today, that gift came up on the projector when I was doing a PowerPoint. (laughs) 
Oh, so what does she plug her phone in, does she? <laughs> right, bad. So that big shaken bootay. Oh, so she plugs in her... <laughs> that is that's quite a twerk, I would say. Yes. I love your sister, but that's such an old lady thing to have your to text messages do. come up on your iPad as well. Mm. Like... Esther's mum has that, where your phone calls come through on her phone and her iPad. She can't find her phone, so she answers them on her iPad on speaker. Yeah. Like, do you have your texts hooked up to your iPad? No, I d- definitely take them down, disconnect them. But I always think that it's so interesting because now her students have seen the teacher out in the wild. <laughs> you know when you see, like, a little bit of a personal thing of a teacher? Yeah. Like, they maybe got picked up for lunch and their husband dropped them off and they kissed and you're like, oh, oh my, my God! God. Yes. <laughs> Like when I ran into my old uh, grade seven teacher at Greenslopes Mall, and she said, "Oh, Stuart Davidson, the people you see when you don't have your gun." Like, <laughs> thanks, Miss. <laughs> Thank you. <Yeah. laughs> but that could never happen in our day because uh, you know, they, when, remember the best day of school was when they wheeled the television into the room on the, the stand, and you were like, oh, "Yeah, when you got to watch the Melbourne Cup." And I still remember to this day where it was a rainy day. Uh, we were in Scotland, and they put on a movie for us, and it was Ghostbusters. And no worries there. This is like, well, I think it was, I was in grade three. And um, there's a scene in Ghostbusters, I don't know if you remember it, where Dan Aykroyd is having a dream and a ghost appears above him in bed and starts to perform some sort of activity on him. And you, you saw the teachers walked over to the TV, pressed pause, had a little bit of, well, what are we going to do about this? I mean, that's inappropriate. Well, they paused it right in the middle of it. <laughs> so you're just <laughs> sitting there going, guys, <laughs> they're actually mid it. Yeah, yeah. He's like, well, they've already seen it now, so I guess we just, yeah, we'll just wait for the phone calls from the parents. And then they just say play, and we all just continue to watch it. So. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Dear Abby. Sometimes in life, gets real. And that's when you need Abby to help. I'm trying to help you. If you've got a dilemma or you've got a bit of a a fishy one like this one, you can send an email. Dear Abby at b105.com.au. It is a few pages, so I'm just going to try and summarise it, okay? Okay, okay, Ah, But she has asked the question, do you think I'm a paranoid girlfriend or is he a dirty dog? She's written, Dear Abby, my partner and I have been in a relationship for over 20 months. We don't live with each other. We catch up about two or three times a week. Earlier this year, I did tell him that I am in love with him. And he said, after a lot of hurt in his in his life, that he didn't know if he could love like that again, but he cared for me so deeply. There were tears on my side, of course, but we continued to see each other. Ever since that um, happened, things have been going really, really great. That was about seven months ago. Until about a month ago, I went on a girlfriend a weekend away and as I look after his dog for him for half the week, we needed to find someone to look after it. He mentioned that he met this lady at the dog park and that she had offered to look after the dog for him. Since that day, he's been acting really strange and became uncomfortable when I mentioned her name or said, hey, how about I get to meet her? I'll go to the dog park with you. He sort of brushed it off, and every time I bring her up, he sort of gets a little bit cagey about it. I think she has her answer there. Oh. Anyway. Conclusion, uh, he, he said. She said that uh, he then said that he's going to go to the NRL semi-final with her. I was like, you hate rugby league? He said yes, but she's new into Brisbane. She doesn't have anyone to go to. I'm just going to go as friends. I asked him if you're interested, and she said, he said, no, 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 not at all. But I've started to get quite suspicious about it. My question is, do I just go to the dog park and meet them? Or do you think that I'm a paranoid a paranoid girlfriend or is he a dirty dog? Mm. Mm. 
I mean, if it quacks, it's usually a duck. <laughs> but then why would he tell her about it? Because it's easier to hide them in plain sight. I think I think sometimes, and I'm saying it's from both sides, mm-hmm. that some men and women are so silly that they get feelings for it that they just want to talk about this other person. Oh. So they might bring them up in mm. front of their current partner even. Okay. Does that also add more of the excitement, the fact that, you, you know, there's a chance you could get caught? Well, she's saying that she, to go into it, makes it a bit more obvious, that she drove past her house and his car was on the street once. Her house? How does she know where she lives? Oh, I don't know. She might have She's oh, a God. woman. Oh, she, like, she, she knows. <laughs> Am I being a paranoid freak? I mean, I've been to her house. I've got a DNA you sample, and it's currently noise. with <laughs> I just think if you have yeah. I think if you have your suspicions mm-hmm. and you have that gut feeling, mm-hmm. I think that a lot of people just don't trust that gut feeling. Mm-hmm. They try to put it aside, but if you're having suspicions about it, you know, and if someone's a bit cagey when you ask about them, then I think that you've got your answer. Oh, then you find out that she's a ringmaker and he was talking about how to make the perfect engagement ring for this love of his life who he Are you loves. that corny? It, it's possible. What I'm saying is you can't jump to those sort of conclusions just based on random hey, facts. Hey, broski, like yeah. it is not possible at all. <laughs> there is no universe at which she's going to walk in and they're around the kitchen table and they're moulding an engagement ring together. I'm saying in a world of infinite possibilities, everything no. is possible. No, because if he didn't... The, the big thing for me is he doesn't want mm. her to meet the lady. Mm. That's yeah. strange. Yeah. That would be, you invite her over for a barbecue at your house. Go, hey, yeah, you, you course, don't know anyone, you should meet my wife. wife. You'll like her. Yeah, but to go, no, no, this is my friend and you shouldn't come right. with us. This is our thing. I reckon she should go to the dog park. All right. Well, so what are we going to ask? 13, 10, 60. What do you want to know? Well, we were talking to our <laughs> producer, right? Yeah. And she was saying that she had suspicions and she caught her boyfriend. How? Yeah, I um I went on this online chat room, started talking dirty to him, and he fully went with it. And then I as, turned as, my, a, as another woman, as another yeah. woman, I had a fake name and everything. And um, yeah, he's like, "Oh, turn your web camera on. I want to see you." Turns out it was me, sucker. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. So, I'm just on here trying to get an engagement ring for you. Exactly. Thirteen, ten, sixty. I like this. How did you catch him? Mm. How I did you catch him? she should rock up at the dog park when she knows he's going to be there. Because With you. I, no, I just think that if you saw them out in their habitat yeah. and they both look shocked, yeah. then you've got your answer. Right. How can she catch him? How can she get her answer? Is it in a web chat room or is it, <laughs> is it dressed in a dog suit at the dog park? Who knows? Letitia. Hi, guys. Hey. How did she do so, it? How'd you get him? My so- my story is a little bit old. Um, so it was back in my when MySpace was a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was seeing this guy, and he was acting real shady. So um, I was just casually on MySpace, like, chatting to this other guy that I knew. And he was telling me his girlfriend was being super shady. And he was saying, like, he found this random stretcher on her bedside table. And my boyfriend was missing a stretcher. And turns out my boyfriend was sleeping with her, his girlfriend. Uh, like a flesh Ooh. stretcher in your ear that makes what? the big old holes in your earlobe. Like, it's like yeah, an yeah. earring almost. Oh. Yeah, yeah. What so. were you thinking? Old school? Like a stretcher that you carry someone on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, can see, I can see your face. Yeah. Like, His what? face is... <laughs> and that was on there. Wow. Yes. Uh. Oh, there you go. Well, there's a... 
You know, Mm-mm. keep your flesh stretchers in your holes, people. That sentence sounds so wrong yeah. to me. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? You know what we're talking about? Like now I do. People yeah, with yeah, the big yeah. open yeah. earlobes. Yeah, like uh, Sting's friend. Carol and Ipswich, how do you catch hey. them if you think someone's cheating? Well, I met my biological families back in the 90s, and my sister was showing a lot of interest in my then fiancé. Mm. So we had moved up to Mackay to get to know them, and I just told them I was going down the beach for a few hours, wouldn't be back until late that night. And I went home early, and they were in bed together. Mm, that's not pretty feeling. definitive. Yeah, that's definitely yeah. not feeling. So I cut contact with biological family and him, mm. and yeah. Wow. 32 years ago. <laughs> that's what this girl should do, pretend like she's going yep. away for the weekend. And if he is yep. playing up, he'll invite her over to his house and they'll get all romantic. She could have one of those nanny cams in a teddy bear and then oh, she yes. could speak through it and be like, oi. <laughs> this is yeah, a, this they is could a communicate like adults and just sit down and chat about it. No? I mean, they don't have to. They could go this, hire a private detective. But you could just sit down and chat and go, hey, I've had my suspicions. She if has, you want to tell me, told him. And she, you can he tell said, me he and we'll end no. it now. He'll lie. Well, then... There you go. He'll lie. She got her answer. <laughs> Your people are so cynical, man. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. As another show draws to a close, Stav, Abby and Matt take a moment to reflect. We get up pretty early in the morning and I try not to wake anyone else in the household so I don't turn on lights. Mm. Um, and I'm like tiptoe around. And I do make a coffee, but I don't do the milk because the milk's too loud. So I just use my light yeah, on my too. phone when I have a shower, so it yeah. looks like candlelight. Mm. Uh, and then when I'm making a coffee, I'll just use that. Um, and Why's then... the milk lag? Have you got like a... <sighs> yeah, when it, well, kind yeah, of you plug it in. but it's cow. Daisy, come on. We talked about this. Yeah. So just have just the, the yeah. coffee. Mm. But I try to be really quiet so I don't wake any, any of the boys. But my middle son, he's like a little ninja. <laughs> I had the fridge open and I shut the door and he goes, I love you. And you're like, oh my God, Jagger, don't do that. He goes, but I love you. It's like, I know, hon, but I thought you were asleep. You can't do that. So he just pops up and he just goes, love you. <laughs> Go to bed, hon. Go to bed. So thanks. <laughs> but no thanks. Had the wisdom teeth out and a cyst removed. That's why I was away for a couple of days. Thank you guys very much for um, <clears throat> your support throughout all of, that, all of that. I've been drinking all my food the last few days. Mm. Yesterday I thought I'd treat myself. Had a little uh, crackers and cheese. Ooh. You know, but I haven't had anything I've had to chew. And jumping to crackers and cheese was just a little bit too much. You've got to walk before you run. I thought you would have been fast. better with KFC. That's pretty soft. Uh, yeah, I thought I thought about because it. Because it wouldn't matter if it was painful, you would have kept going. Yeah. The crackers and cheese, you got crackers to get in the thing. Yeah. And that was the issue. And I didn't just get like a jat. I went fancy. You know the ones that have like the little bits of fruit and stuff in it? Oh, yeah. It was not a good time mm. when I had to brush all of that out. So to myself... And my own stupidity. Thanks, but no thanks. Got my uh, Suzuki service yesterday, and they gave me a loaner car. Little zippy little thing. It's quite fun. Little go karty type of number. But my one has a cool 
armrest between the two chairs. You know where you keep your money and your little mm. bits and bobs, your mask these days? Yeah. But that, the one on in my car actually slides forward, giving you a full armrest so you can just, you know, just be cool. You know, Ooh, just sit back. Bro. Yeah, look at me driving my car. Kicking back. The loaner car didn't have anything there except for the gear stick. And the number of times I forgot and just went, oh, no, there we go. <laughs> I'm turning left now. Turn left. <laughs> Every time. Is that when you go from driving a manual? Yes. <laughs> what is that hand doing? <laughs> or um, go from an automatic into a manual in first gear the whole time. This car is very sluggish. <laughs> I miss with manual cars. You've been saying that. You should get one. Yeah. You get one. You do for like, yeah. yeah. You missed your opportunity to be a race car driver. You were very good when we went to Kingston Park. I was. I came first. When you change gears, you go. <laughs> make the nice sound. I saw sound. your future there. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, because the guy that was doing it, we had a little bit of comedy in between, and you get oh, to be on the mic. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, so you could be like, hey, ladies. Thought you meant as a Formula One driver, no, but no, as an no, MC no, at a go kart no, place. No, no. Yeah. The, the guy who were like, we get it, dude. Stop talking, let <laughs> us drive. Good. You've been, and then you could go, hey, I'll show you how to do it, guys. <laughs> okay, so to Abby, thanks for no thanks. Brisbane wakes up with Staff Abby and Matt on B105.